It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And guys, it's time to bring on a debut guest on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. It's Kaylee Griffin of Valley Sports Cavs host. What's up, Kaylee? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Kaylee. It's great to have you. Um, you're doing a great job in year one as your, as your pregame and postgame host. We love watching you. Um, we've got 12 games left. Uh, it looks like they're pretty solidly uh, entrenched in the four right now. Um, give us your thoughts on how they finish the year and, and what happens once we get to the postseason. Yeah, it's hard to believe that there are just 12 games left in the season for the Cavs, but I am expecting this team to stay safely in that four spot. Again, they'd have to have something pretty drastic happen for them to slip either way. Um, You know, the Knicks and the Nets are kind of three games back uh, behind them, and the Sixers have built a pretty good lead on them. So uh, it's going to be interesting, but... uh, I think home court advantage for this Cavs team is going to be huge in the postseason. And right now it looks like they're going to get that, especially if they find themselves facing off against the Nets or the Knicks in that first round. Um, It's going to be interesting. And and we have two matchups with Brooklyn coming up next week. And then the Knicks are going to come to town one more time before the end of the regular season. So I think we'll get a little taste of what we can expect in that first postseason matchup but this is a young Cavs team that again is figuring things out for the very first time we've heard from JB Bickerstaff over this last week of games where they've had two in Miami now two in Charlotte that this is a good test for the group in terms of preparing for a postseason having to stay in a city and play the same team twice in a row there's a different level of intensity a different level of preparation in terms of having knowledge of how the team just defended you and how you go and defend them. So uh, exciting that we are at this point of the season already and looking forward to what's ahead. I think uh, JB is excited that he's opening a crumble cookies. Have you heard about this? Do you know about this already? <laughs> he's opening a crumble cookies apparently. And so crumble cookies yes, is I, the best. Uh, they are the best. And I I don't know if I heard it, but I, I know he opened one, and I think there's a second one that he might be opening, too. Solid. So uh, we definitely are going to have to check those out. I mean, what a cool adventure for him. And I, he should definitely be providing crumble cookies to the media room at Rocket Mortgage. No question. 100%. 100%. Kayla, free what's, for sure. Yes, free for What is the, the latest with Jared Allen? How's he doing? So he is still listed um, as doubtful for tonight. He is dealing with the eye contusion. It is kind of one of those things that I think they're going to play safe when it comes to him. Obviously, he is super important for this team as they get down the stretch of the regular season, especially the postseason. Uh, tonight's matchup with the Hornets, obviously, they want to come out victorious, no, no doubt. But um, I think they'd rather see him in a matchup with the Sixers or even later on this week. So I I think they're going to aim to play safe with him. Uh, He did go through practice yesterday, which is obviously a good sign, Uh, but they're going to just keep it, keep it safe with him. And, and obviously he is so important. I think we even saw that in that last game against Charlotte, how different this team looks without Jared Allen on the floor, uh, whether he's scoring or, or not scoring, simply his presence on the court is so important for this team as they make that playoff push. Kelly, what surprised you about this season? Is there anything really stood out to you or, or something you didn't see coming? I, 
think I'm surprised at the level that Donovan Mitchell's playing at. Uh, I worked in the Western Conference for the last three seasons with the Houston Rockets, so I saw Donovan Mitchell pretty regularly and knew no doubt that he was a star player, but I didn't know that he could take his game to superstar level like we've seen this year. Um, I mean, 940-point games already this season. He's averaging a career high in points. The way he's able to shoot the three ball, uh, he has stepped up his game to a new level that I personally did not expect, but it's exactly what this Cavaliers front office was hoping for when they made the trade for him, is that he could help take this team to another level. And I think he's showing that he has that ability. He is a superstar. He can compete at the highest level, especially in the Eastern Conference. And I, I mean, I think it's safe to say that did anybody really expect that Donovan Mitchell was going to be playing at this level this quickly? Probably not. No, I agree. I, we made that point earlier on in the year that he did more. He could do more than than we thought he could. You know, uh, Kaylee, Evan Mobley, um, you know, he's averaging around 15, 16 points. But the thing that always gets me when I watch him is just the fact that he's so disciplined defensively. Um, he's able, on pick and rolls. He's able to switch. He's able to move his feet. Um, he stays down on any pump fakes. He just He's just always in his right place defensively. And it's almost like he's beyond his years in terms of understanding how to play defense at a high level very young. Um, you know, how what does JB, you know, think about how good Evan Mobley can be defensively moving forward? Because he's really, he's awesome right now. It's a rarity, I think, especially coming into the NBA that you such a young player occasion on the defensive end and Evan Mobley coming into NBA known for his defensive ability. I think that is what's been so impressive so far this season. Um, he's been able to take his game to another level offensively as well, especially since February 1st. He's absolutely a double-double. So uh, J.B. Bickerstaff has always preached patience, understanding that he is 21 years old. He is coming along. This is There's still an adjustment period to the NBA that Evan is learning. Uh, he's been actively working in the weight room to get stronger, understanding that he needs to continue to work on his body to take his game to that next level. But defensively, he has essentially become an anchor. He's able to, uh, like we've seen against Charlotte the last game, he's able to handle things himself. Uh, and as this Cavaliers team moves along and into the future, Evan Mobley is going to play a huge part in this team's uh, defensive presence. It's something that the, the Cavs have relied on all season long. Defensive principles being steady all the way through on the defensive end, something that you don't really see anymore. Uh, and the Cavs preach that, and, and Evan Mobley has become an anchor for that. And it's, I, I think, a little surprising to see such a young player be able to do it so quickly. Uh, but coming into the league, that's kind of what he was known for, and that he's been able to stay so steady defensively, even as sometimes his numbers go up and down on the offensive end, I think is something that this Cavs team wants to build off of. Kaylee, I'm a little surprised Danny Green hasn't played more when they got him. Mm -hmm. I was kind of curious to see if he's got anything left. Is the fact he's not playing get, tell us that there's nothing left in the tank, or do you think there's a role for him yet still uh, in the postseason for this team? <laughs> I've been surprised too. I actually thought that Danny Green was going to play a decent role off the bench. I think he still does have some left in the tank. I mean, a season ago when he was in Philadelphia, he was starting in that game that he ended up tearing his ACL. So I'm curious to see now JB has said that there is still a role for Danny Green on the offensive end and that he expects that he can play with this team. So I, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Uh, I did expect to see Danny 
a little bit more on the floor as once they acquired him, and we haven't really seen that yet so far. Uh, but from a veteran leadership standpoint, I, I don't think you could ask for much more when you bring in a guy who is one at the highest level with three different teams. He's been a big part of success with the Spurs championship, with Toronto's, and, and of course with the Lakers as well, and was playing on a, a potential championship contending team a season ago with the Sixers. So I think that is valuable experience to this team. I'm hopeful. I'm still remaining hopeful that maybe we'll see Danny Green get a little more run now. He really didn't. I think he played in four games with the Grizzlies before ultimately ending up in Cleveland. So uh, that might play a role in it, the ramp up uh, for Danny Green. But I'm, I'm curious to see because I obviously this Cavs team could use a little shooting off the bench. And I think Danny Green could provide that. Kaylee, you've been around obviously Houston, San Antonio and the Cavs. How do, how do you feel like the chemistry on this team is compared to some of the other teams you've covered? The chemistry on this team is, it feels like it's on another level. They genuinely enjoy each other, both the floor, and I think that that is sometimes the right to uh, an NBA team because at the end of the day, but these guys genuinely appear enjoying with each other in, in all aspects. And it's hard to right people to build that camaraderie when it comes to a young group um, but I think that also plays a role into it that they're a lot of them are similar ages they're going through a lot of the same things and they're able to to have that uh, camaraderie so uh, that also helps when it comes to postseason and, and pushing for a playoff uh, a playoff run is that you have a team that genuinely enjoys each each other for each other we've seen that throughout the season obviously there's been highs there's been lows but this group seems to find a way to battle through all of it and I think that's going to serve this team well as they head into the postseason Kaylee the pecking order in the east seems to feel about right right now um, I think a lot of folks uh, when the season began thought that the Cavs would be right around that four seed they've had some success against the Boston Philly Milwaukee triumphant but right now, at least my confidence level in a series against any of those three, I don't see the Cavs getting over the hump against either of those three teams. What, what part of the, their game is missing that they have to have if they want to take that next step and get past either a Philly or Boston or a Milwaukee in the postseason? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. My thoughts are that the struggles on the road have been pretty notable for this group throughout the season. Um, they have been very, very good at Rocket Mortgage Field House throughout the year, but when they go on the road sometimes, that is where this team struggles. And so uh, against all three of those teams, they would be the lesser seed, so they would not have home court advantage, and I think that's something to pay attention to. Now, as we've gone down the stretch of the season, they've had a little more success on the road, and that's obviously a good sign. Uh, as you build up for the postseason. And I think some of these games down the stretch are going to be crucial to see where this Cavs team is away from home. I also think the second unit is just, is just going to be so crucial. Um, all season long, they've struggled to get 
key contributions, especially offensively from that second unit. They've relied so heavily on that core four of Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley, and obviously for good reason. They uh, When there's the balance of attack among those four, this team feels uh, but they do need rest this season. There's going to be times where they need to come off the floor. Um, there could be foul trouble as well. So they need to get a little more offensive firepower second unit. And they're more than capable of it. They have some legit shooters. It's just about consistency at this point. And um, I- I'm curious to see how this team ends the season over these last 12 and what JB looks for because he still – mixes and matches a little bit that second unit so i think it's something to pay attention to here tonight tomorrow against philly in particular just to to see what jb is thinking in terms of who he throws out there kaylee before we let you go i know you covered the astros a little bit when you were in houston how often did you see jose altuve banging garbage cans (laughs) (laughs) did it happen a lot once in a while um i had had a feeling that you guys might bring this up. Um, I will say I got there uh, post 2018, so I was not there in the mix. Um, I never encountered that, um, but I will say that you know, hey, it was a fun opportunity for me to cover a team that was playing at that level for those three years. I hadn't had a ton of baseball experience up until then. And so to be able to, to cover a team that was consistently competing for a World Series was a enjoyable time for me. And um, I'm hoping that as we head into uh, Guardian season that maybe I'll be able to do a little fill-in work for them as well. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Nice to meet you, Kaylee. Thanks for joining Kaylee, us. well done. Appreciate Thank it. you very much. Thanks, Sorry guys. about Paul. Uh, so the way you the way you phrase that question, Bull, yeah. if someone just landed from Mars, right, and heard you say, "So how often did you see Jose Altuve banging garbage cans?" <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> that but, could be a real problem. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I don't think ever. It's a sexual proclivity of his. It's crazy that that's uh, you know, it's it's always going to be with him. Did you guys see the meme of the it, Jose Altuve standing on what looked like the Astrodome? And it said, Mm-mm. Jose Altuve standing on the new bases. <laughs> well, Inconstructive yes, is so funny because it was, you know, it, he's standing on this massive. Well, that picture of from a few years ago of him standing next to Aaron Judge oh, is an all-time funny picture. It's one of the greats. Uh, go ahead, McNuggets. Yeah, just want to remind everybody that it is the noon hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And that means we are sponsored by College Racing. College Racing, not just the sponsor of UCSS. It is also Ohio's official NASCAR team. How did they do over the weekend? We didn't touch on that yesterday. How did who do? How did uh, colleagues guys do over the weekend in, Ooh, in that's Arizona? A great point. I forgot. I'll update yeah. you guys at the end of the show. Let's, let's yeah. hold that for the end. Build a little drama. They were in Phoenix um, over the weekend, and we'll give a colleague, media, a colleague racing report update on how they fared over the weekend coming up at the end of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports by, Show. By the way, there is some uh, baseball news here. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet uh, from according to Front Office Sports, New York Post. Major League Baseball plans to broadcast games of roughly a half dozen teams for free yeah, per that. New York Post as their RSN provider, Diamond Sports, prepares for bankruptcy. The teams reportedly include the Guardians, the Reds, the Diamondbacks, and the Padres. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I talked with a lot of folks in Arizona about how this is going to play out. Right. And the number one answer to my question is, what the hell is going to happen? Yeah. Was We have no idea. That's scary. Mm. It is terrifying, guys. Now, they're doing a really good job of playing calm. But let's think about this for a second. 
the local broadcaster for more than half of Major League Baseball is bankrupt. Yeah. And there's no real plan in place. We're two weeks from the well, season MLB is going to take over. They are, but Bull, well, yeah. in, in it's talking a lot to, to take folks over. out there, yeah. I saw they've, they went out and hired three key executives, which is critical. Yeah. you got to build an infrastructure. Yeah. This takes months, if not years. You can't do it in weeks. I have no idea how this is going to work, and neither do they. And the, the overwhelming answer I kept getting after the we have no idea is we hope to find out soon. Yeah, mm. the season is two weeks away. Yeah. Uh, mm. let, let me just read you a couple of quotes from this article sure. from Noah Garden, who is the MLB chief revenue officer. Quote, if any of the RSNs are no longer able to produce local games, we will be in a position to step in to produce and distribute those games with linear and direct-to-consumer options. Uh, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred has previously suggested that MLB could broadcast its game games on MLB Network provide a linear option but what if these teams are playing at the same time they only have they have one alternative channel but well i have no idea how yeah. they're going to do it you know i, I just don't there, there's going to be i think there could be a lot of short-term pain here and financial devastation until they figure this but out but it could pay off in the long run well major league baseball yes. is looking at taking control of all of and that's what i was going to uh, say oh, socialism there you they, go but I baseball like has by far the worst television package i don't count hockey. awful i don't think about hockey. right, right. but they're so far behind the nba and the nfl and part of it, stream games and, and part of it's the product on the field yeah. like you know it's t networks don't want to pay for it because it's not as popular as the other sports sure. but ultimately i think this could be a good thing for baseball i hope so but it may be a lot of pain in the short term what kind of until pain? they get to the just financial like how how are the guardians going to meet payroll yeah so my mm. big, my biggest question is 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 that. So for a team like the Guardians that relies heavily, so heavily relies yeah. on that television contract, which by the way was overinflated even by Cleveland standards, just because of where things are with cord cutting and everything else. The one thing I had a conversation with Curtis about this that I've never understood with baseball, they make their product too hard to consume. It's insane. So if you you can't watch Cleveland if you lived in Tampa without having the package, but even if you have the package, there were a lot of restrictions and blackouts that you might yeah. get 120 games or 130 games. What I don't understand, and McNuggets brought this up a couple of weeks ago, the NBA kind of went to a model like, here's our stuff, use it, distribute it, right, do whatever. Right. It's free publicity. Yeah. Well, Major League Baseball has to get to a point, and Curtis, one of the one of the things that's coming is. You pay $99 a year for MLB for MLB's version of the, you know, Sunday ticket. It's extra innings or but whatever. But it's way it's more expensive than that right now. They're, they're going to have to make it more affordable. Yeah. But here's what you get with that. Anything and everything you want. Open it up. Yeah. Every game. Every game. For every team and, you can, and no blackouts. Like none no of that. blackouts, just like League Pass. No blackouts. The product is available to anybody who wants it. Anywhere I, in the world. I've Why never, not? I've never understood. I haven't either. If, if, I'm, if I'm local and I'm buying a package, why are you blacking me out? And I'm That's obviously. Crazy. Well, you know what? I asked Curtis that, and the answer was really interesting. He said it's actually to protect the local carriers. Right. They want exclusivity. Well, exclusivity be damned. Yeah. Right. We're in a time of viewing, sports yeah. viewing, where eyeballs are money. Yeah. And why would you put up barriers to entry yeah. to anybody who he, wants to see your product? It's weird. I um, 
I've bought the MLB package to watch the Cubs. Yeah. Right. And I can get every Cubs game. I don't remember them ever being except no, they're when, blackouts. Except when they play the Guardians, I can I can only watch it on the Guardians channel. You know, I can't watch it. The Cubs broadcast. Right. But that's fine for me. I don't care. Yeah, but, but there are other restrictions too. On when there's yeah. a when there's a national window. Yeah, that that right. You couldn't get anything. That's true. Yes. So it was just it's just I just don't understand. Should be easy. Every you game know, should be available. Ninety nine dollars is reasonable. Right now they charge over two hundred dollars. Yeah. I, it may not sound some people the difference between ninety nine and two two twenty five might not be a big deal. For some people it is. Well I here's mean, the thing. If switch you're a carry fan, to T Mobile, you get it for free. Yes, you're right. Because I have T-Mobile, and you and that's why T-Mobile, then that's why T-Mobile is in that business. <laughs> by the way, yes, there's yeah. a lot of people that use T-Mobile as their carrier for that reason. Yeah, and, and that reason alone, you get the baseball package. You free. get it for free. Now, there's another <coughs> thing that, that we have to think about <coughs> when it comes to the, how these deals are monetized. I think moving forward, it's going to be different. They've been overvalued for the last ten years because we've known about cord cutting since really the middle, like 13, 14 is when it started to become a real. Right. Uh, impact, have a real impact on sports. If you're currently paying for a tier of cable just to get the Bally's package, right. you can now whack that. So if you go from 60 a month to 40 a month or 45 a month, yeah. whatever, and you save 15 a month right. over the course of the year because you have that for the year, that's going to more than pay for the deal, which now is direct. There's no yeah. middleman in between. The money now goes from the viewer directly to the club or the league. The only reason I have direct TV is for the Bally's. Guardians, the Cavs, and network channels. That's it. That's it. Otherwise, the, I wouldn't have it. For the 25 years yeah. I've worked in this business but not in an Ohio market, yeah. I carried direct TV for yeah. one reason. I had to see the Cavs. Sunday. Right. The Indians, right, and the Browns, right, and the only way I could do that was through Directv, right. Mm -hmm. The NBA got it right. The NBA, yeah, they do. The NBA and on the internet. When you're on the internet and you were looking around, you couldn't find this in years past. You could, you could now, for free. They're not copywriting, striking people that are doing anything. The NBA is endorsing this. You can find a replay of every single game, ten to twelve minutes on the internet. And you can watch all, the whole game in 15 minutes, and it's free, and you get the gist of what's going and, on. And, and what's base, important there is yeah. it's worldwide. And worldwide. baseballs worldwide. are trying to attract younger fans. Well, you do that by making everything accessible on your phones. Instead, the deal devices. they cut with YouTube TV was horrible last year. They were putting certain a certain number of games for every team on YouTube TV, yeah. hoping that younger fans would find it. That's not how younger fans no. are going to find the game. No. I read something really interesting a couple of days ago. I think it's Washington State. I hope I'm right on this. Their women's program decided to start a YouTube channel and broadcast their games for free, all of them, on the YouTube channel. Dope. And here's the result of it. They just made the women's tournament. They're starting five players. None of them are from the United States. Hmm. They're from Uganda. What school is this again? Well, I think it's Washington State. Oh, okay, yeah. But the, what, what it shows, the, the true power of this yes. is... They were watching in France, China, Uganda. They were watching worldwide because it was available. Yes. Oh, what's this? Now they've got fans worldwide, and it's paying off huge when it comes to recruiting. I know. Because you can tell your parents they can watch every single one of your games. Crazy. And now the parents are saying, well, yeah, I want, to, I want you to go somewhere where I can 
watch every single right. one of your games. Yeah. yeah. It's fascinating That's, how teams uh, are using. Our buddy advantage. Steve Becker says Scripps and Gray are trying to buy the local rights to put the games on broadcast TV. I've heard that. Which yes. would be great. Which would be five and nineteen here. Right. MLB is looking at putting local games on MLB Network and streaming. And he also has to tell us tell of who Curtis is. Curtis Danberg. Curtis, I don't know yeah. His, I, he I works mean, for the Guardian. He's an executive with the Guardian. I don't know his VP, exact title. He's a VP of communications. Yeah. So Great guy. He's, we know uh, him well. He yeah. knows about these details intimately. Right. right. And I, I was a little surprised that, um, and I also asked Antonetti about it. I talked to everybody about it. And everybody's like, you know what? We don't know. Mm-hmm. But we hope to know soon. And I do think that the ultimate long-term play here is all of this coming in-house to the Major League Baseball Network, and eventually they will show all of the games. And what's interesting about that is they'll just have different tiers on their network where if you're in Cleveland, you'll watch MLB 17 or whatever. I don't know how they're going to, technology-wise, I don't know how they're going to pull this off, but their hope is that Major League Baseball Network will have all of these teams that are being broadcast. Now, obviously, the Yankees and Yes Network and all of these teams that have major, major financial deals in place already, they're not going to want to change those. No, right. Those are they, they make a ton of money there. Yeah, but for yeah. the Clevelands, the Cincinnati's, Milwaukee's, Detroit's, right. uh, even some other bigger market teams, I think Houston might be in there. Yeah. Houston um, has its own AT&T Sports. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're AT&T now. But, AT, but that's also AT&T is out, right? Ate that AT&T group. I think Colorado, Houston. There's Bally Sports Southwest, which does the Rangers and Mavs and the Rockets. Right. But, the Astros but AT&T own used one. to be Roots, right? I was only in Texas for a few years. Okay. Well, in one way or another, the, the good news for Guardians fans is you may be able to watch these games without having a cable deal Great. and get them on free TV, which would be huge. Um, and it's I don't know how Bally's pulls out of this. But Roots filed Chapter 7, or the AT&T, whatever, whoever owns that group now. I think there were four or five teams. They're gone. They're out of business. They're done. And it's, that's kind of terrifying because some of these teams, Cleveland one of them, rely heavily on those payments. Yeah. By the way, the Guardians just uh, sent seven guys to the minor leagues, including top prospect Brian Rocchio. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Anyway, but one other thing we wanted to talk about in terms of baseball was Trevor Bauer. I mentioned it yep. briefly yesterday. Yeah, take us there. Trevor Bauer signed to play in Japan, one year, four million. I got to say, at the time he was cut, I thought somebody. like I did too. This tells you how much Trevor Bauer is disliked because we saw Deshaun Watson. We've seen other players be in trouble with the law. Yeah. And eventually they're all brought back into the fold. They're all given an opportunity. Trevor Bauer, between what he's accused of, now he was found, his case was thrown out of court. No, it never went to court. Or it never went to court. They never brought it to charges. Right, right, right. Which is exactly like Deshaun Watson. Right, and so, listen, it's just accusations. We don't know exactly what happened. Right. Um, He's so disliked, though, that nobody even wanted to bring him in. And it obviously wouldn't have cost a lot of money because he's only getting paid $4 million guaranteed in Japan. I have a question for Jason. I don't know if you have the answer to this. This doesn't preclude him from pitching in Major League Baseball this year. I would, I, I wonder that. I'm assuming there's an out clause. I don't think so. I, no, I, I don't think it's exclusive. I think it's exclusive to the Japanese league. Right. He can't move within the yeah, Japanese right. league. But I wonder if there's but an out clause if an MLB team comes calling. I'm almost I would certain imagine that all that of them be. include that. Now, maybe there's language in this that says we're going to roll the dice and we're going to invest in you, but we, we want the full year commitment. Yeah, right. I don't know he that. He was smart to go there in the end because he's got to pitch. He my first thought was, why did he do this last year? 
Yeah, no, he could have. He could have done this. He could have been doing this for That's true. Be, Unless they had come out and said, we don't want you either. No, because I don't he, think that everybody would. thinks you don't. You haven't fallen that far to that phone. Don't that's true. No, but, that's true. Yeah, but we've I mean, during the lockout, J.R. Smith went to China and played during the NBA lockout right years and years ago. Like we've seen guys go overseas when playing here wasn't an option. Yeah, and playing here clearly was not an option for him. Maybe the Japanese league has a rule that if a player suspended. No, I don't. No? And not to my knowledge. No. I mean, I shouldn't say it definitively, but not to my yeah. knowledge. There's I don't know. I'm just nothing that would preclude him from going there because then he doesn't miss this much time and maybe a team does show interest. It, yeah, I he, think he the amount of time he has Yeah, I think the amount of time he has missed probably has played a little bit of a role in this, although you think a team would at least bring him to camp and see he's what kind so of shape his arm is in. If, if, yeah. he, if he's pitching well and, and – Somebody he, will bring him if at, oh, at I, the I, deadline. But if he doesn't pitch well in Japan, he's done. It's over. No, it's yeah. over if he doesn't do well in Japan because it's one thing to take a risk on a character guy like that if he's Cy Young caliber. Right. And when we last saw him, he was. But if he's no longer, right. um, nobody's going to want to take that PR hit no. and bring a guy like that into your clubhouse, no I matter think, how good he pitches. I think that's the story. I think he'll pitch well, and I think there will be one team who will be at the trade deadline like, listen, we can't get an arm. Can we get him for cheaper than we're giving up all our prospects? Yeah, because you could probably get him for, like, no money. Right. Well, it, it looks like it. If he went to Japan for $4 million, Yeah. I mean, there's incentives there, but it's only $4 million guaranteed. Yeah. And you guys have already said he, you don't want him to guard his. No, they just no, don't want Tito, him. They don't want yeah, 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 yeah. He don't. They don't get along anyway. He's lucky that Tito didn't strangle him on the mound after he in threw Kansas the ball City. over the wall. He, in Kansas he's City. just he's I just can, not I, liked around I the game. That's no, the most. What was the reaction to that? So I was obviously I was listening to it on the radio. I right, I was on, I was on my boat and and a oh, big <laughs> boat flex. It would no, but this was great because I wasn't even paying attention to the game. But all of a sudden, I heard Hammy go. He just threw the baseball over the fence, <laughs> and I thought. Wait, like, what? what an idiot, bro. I could not believe that's the most disrespectful thing you could probably do as a player to your coach besides give him the Rudy Tom Janovich or 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 uh, the trail spree rail. Well, that's Other the, that, that's yeah. the most I've seen Francona go at a guy oh my God. publicly yeah. in his entire time. He doesn't he do never, that. never. That's yeah. how much he hated Bauer. Yeah, he never, he never says and, anything. And, I, and I, I remember telling my wife, she goes, what just happened? Yeah. And I go, Trevor Bauer just threw his last pitch for the Indians. Yeah. yeah. And she said, why? And I go, if Hammy's right and I have no that's reason crazy. to doubt him, he threw the ball over the yeah. fence. Like, that, that's career-ending. So, they come up to JJ. Uh, I went off job. on him on the air. You did your thing. Yeah. Jay turns around and chucks it over. First of all, it's impressive. Well, he threw it. It so is impressive. He could have hurt somebody. He could have hurt somebody. He could have hurt somebody. I think, I, I'm not trying to defend him. I think he threw it into the fountain. But or wait a second, Jason. He, where, yeah. where yes, that's what people no have seats. said as an excuse. But he was so out of control. He didn't know that. He just got lucky that it. No, it's a fountain's a pretty big target. Yeah, I think. And there's nobody even near the fountain. These guys have Unbelievable control. I think he knew exactly. First of all, that guy's arm is crazy. But it's funny because I happen to be I happen to be in the clubhouse the night the trade went down. It was post game, and as we were walking the clubhouse, somebody I forget now who said like, "Hey, something's up," like something's up. Like they were moving him. Like something was going on. It was right around the trade deadline. We didn't know what was going on, and I asked a different player. So. Bauer and Clevenger were sitting together over in, in a side, and it was in a spot. It was in a spot where they don't normally sit. And I went over to another player and I said. Is you think it's odd that they're over there talking like that? And the response was, well, that's the only guy left in the clubhouse who likes him. And I'm like, no, that's not what I meant. I think he just got traded. He goes, oh, well, let me go find out. And he goes, yeah, he did just get traded. But the re- initial response was, well, no one else in this clubhouse likes him except Clev. How could Clev be so tone deaf to still associate himself with that train wreck? Because he's a 
train wreck too. Train wreck himself. <laughs> I, mean, I guess they find I, that, you know, I almost mis- said something misery, much worse. Misery loves company. Yeah, they were uh, they were tight. They yeah, were I, tight. I I'm sure that Tito got back into the dugout and oh he got word God. immediately to Aunt Nettie. Uh, Get him out. Of here. I don't want him in a uniform tomorrow. Well, I, I, I mean, did they got a phone line that quick? So the dugout goes. He's to got the a way of getting like word to him. bullpen phone. He's got a way of getting <laughs> word to him. But he was in he was in trade rumors even before. <laughs> yeah, that, yes. but that cooked his good. But I think that sealed it. So, just, and to your point, Bull. Yeah. Uh, when you ask around, oh, not just the clubhouses that he's been a part of, yeah. just baseball in general. Now, a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's arrogant yes. and unorthodox. And anytime you have that pairing in whatever profession, we can name guys in our profession that are arrogant and unorthodox. They are not popular. No. They are bucking the system. Right. They think they're better than everyone else. Right. And, 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 Bowie's and he's a case, dick to people. He was he, he attacked he, people on Twitter. He was a real yeah, jerk he was, to people. He has character flaws for yes. sure. We'll see what happens with them in Japan. But I, I, the reason I brought that question up is because by with my knowledge and it's limited and I have to say it's I'm, I'm a novice on this I don't yeah. know but I don't think anything happened yesterday that would preclude him from throwing a game in Major League Baseball on April 6th I guess not no, I, 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 I don't I think, think that's gonna happen that I don't know is anybody watching the the World Baseball Classic at all I'm peaked in a time or two and I was I at really one of the watch games much actually. and I love baseball but I it was a perfect game pitched by uh, I think it was a combined perfect Puerto game Rico. Wow. By Puerto Rico against Israel yesterday. Yeah, disappointing ball. I purposely didn't put that on the rundown to support us, but unfortunately. Yeah. Had what do you mean us? It. Team mean Israel, because uh, we're both we Jews. Do, <laughs> yeah, we do want to let you guys know that during the Team 12 Israel o'clock got hour, blanked. the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is brought to us by Call It Racing. Call It Racing, your official Northeast Ohio NASCAR team. We'll do a racing report at the end of the show, but I got a free agency question. One second, real quick, by the way. last Just one last comment on the world. Did you see the slide in that game by Javi Baez? Anybody see this? Yeah, it was sick. Wait, was sick. did you see the slide reel that's going around on Instagram of Javi Baez? What do you mean? It's a whole, whole bunch all of his, his great slides, slides all time. He is the best slider in baseball. He's taken I've it ever to seen. another level. Roberto see, Alomar used yeah. to be that guy. Go look at the slide he had. He was stealing to third. To tag, right? Tag at third base. Yeah. Should have been, it shouldn't even have been close. He should have been out by a mile. And he had to, like, as he's sliding, move both hands this way. Yes. And he wow. slid in the so tag. It was amazing. So there's a great reel. I think it's on Instagram. Yeah. It's one of the baseball accounts I follow. It's all of his great slides. Yeah. He is the sliding ninja. Yeah. He's a matrix. He does things. I was always so impressed when Robbie Alomar used to go ahead first right, and pull, pull that arm left arm back. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd ever seen anything at that point that impressed me more on right. a baseball field. Because for anybody that slid head first, you right. know how fast that it's happens. It's so yeah. hard. Yeah. And Man. when you slow it down, it looks easy, but it's not. No. And he did it. When he did it for the first time, I had to watch it eight times before. <laughs> I'm like, that's the most impressive thing I've and ever a lot, seen. In those days, though, because... The, if if the ball beats you, they would You're also out. just call you out. Out yeah. now with the replay, with the replay yeah. that he gets away with that yeah, because he's safe. He's the Matrix. Yeah, uh, he's unbelievable. By, by the way, uh, yeah. they I, I was in the rabbit hole and they talked about uh, you know different feats that will never be broken in baseball. And uh, Ricky Henderson is so far out the realm of possibility. The it way he now. was stealing them bases was crazy. Is it easy? He has like more stolen bases than like the next four or five guys combined, ever. It's crazy. Yeah, and stolen bases have gone wait, away. Wait, 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 wait. No, no that can't true. be right. Yeah, that's not true. Well, yeah. well listen, in terms of, of, of a season, like the most stolen bases 
uh, in a season. No, Vince Coleman well, had uh, uh, 100. Uh, uh, no, he's right on to, in today's game. Yes. Oh, yes. So sure. you could take the top four stars yeah, oh, I see. Guys last yes. season. Now, yes. yes. Yeah, that's what you meant yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah. And they won't add up to – Ricky would steal 120 bags a year. That's well, crazy. Well, the, by the way, the uh, the guys who led Major League Baseball in strikeouts last – strike uh, as hitters, I think it was Kyle Schwarber and whoever it was, had more strikeout – struck out more last year than Tony Gwynn did for an entire decade. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. That's, that's nuts. That's yeah. devastating. That's I mean, crazy. Hey, uh, Mike, I just sent you the this slide because I thought, you know, whenever we talk about something that we say is incredible. Oh, is that the one from yesterday? Yeah. It drives Was us that nuts? Yeah. So here's here's the slide, and I, I sent it to you so you can throw it in tag board. Um, it's just one of, those, it's one of those things that you have to see it ten times <laughs> to make sure that that's what you saw. Yeah, But it's, well, it's really good. to your good. point, while he pulls that up, to your point, I don't think anyone will ever challenge a stolen base record because guys just don't run anymore. Now, yeah. maybe well, with but the I rules think that's change, going up now. Maybe with the rules change, yes. it comes back a little bit, but I don't think it'll ever go back. No, because again, I don't think we'll ever have a hundred stolen base. This guy, game but. has become more. All sports have become more of a business game than ever before, and guys don't get paid for stolen bases. So and the risk of injury and the risk it, of injury. Yeah, yeah. And it wears you out. It just I love wears the stolen you down. Bases. It, was, yeah. it was creeping me out because he was still the third. I said, "Who steals third? Oh, he when he would walk, you'd be like, oh, "There's a trouble." Yeah, right, right. So here it is. Uh, I wish we could make it. Oh, oh wow! No, and that's not even the impressive angle. Yeah, uh, the, the, it shows it again. Don't yeah, worry. this, yeah, they, this angle on. coming up is the really impressive I mean, angle. Hold on. Also, those Team Israel hats are fire. Boy. Yeah, they are. Yeah, you guys both need to rock those. <laughs> <laughs> but when when you when you dap the third base coach up like that, watch this. You done did some stuff. Out oh. by a mile, nope. And then he moved. <laughs> then he moves his body too. Not only did he move his hand, he had to move his hips. Wow. I mean, like, how did he not slide into that tag? That third baseman's like, where'd he go? He's like, how did that happen? <laughs> hey, no, you know what he's saying? He's like, this is how you guys play ball in the States? <laughs> Look at that. Now, most Look of the that. Israel players are American. That's yeah. just incredible. And that is... Oh, it, <laughs> I didn't know this was a rule. <coughs> um, we were talking about it with Curtis. Yeah. And maybe Antonetti, some, a bunch of the guys were saying that, do you know that if you're married to a woman that's from a country that has a WBC team, you can play for that team? I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. you these rosters raised, they needed to fill out. I know. If you I were mean, raised by grandparents yeah. who were from that country, you can play for that team. My right. kid is definitely playing for the Philippines. Come on. They don't like, have, you they have a team. They will, they will in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, in 20 years. So, the, um, the Guardians uh, played Team Mexico. Yeah. I think it was Wednesday of last week, and I went right. to the game. And by the way, they weren't abiding by the shift rules and the pitch clock. Right, 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 yeah. And – it was incredible to me how much slower that game seemed than uh, the one that I had watched just the day before. Right, right, right. It was, it was like, this thing's stuck in concrete. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Guardians pitchers were still working quickly. And some of the um, Mex Mexico I mean, they have a lot of them. They do, but you know, they, yeah. they just weren't, they weren't working as quickly as the Guardians were. Yeah. And they were stepping out of the box. And the shift, they, Mexico used the shift, and, yeah, and the right. Guardians did not. But it was just incredible how much better the game seemed stacked back to back. Yeah. And there were guys on the uh, – Mexico had a uh, – Thomas was on the team, and I'm like, hey, he's Mexican? Yeah. He's not Mexican. Yeah. Oh, his wife is. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. That's funny. Oh, I see. That's yeah, I mean, most of the Israel team is are American Jews. Yeah. Um, Israel's not playing baseball over there, are they? They, they – there's a – it's growing there. It is? It is starting to grow. Interesting. And there's a couple of Israeli players on the team, but – not most Did of you see Americans. the clip from, I, I think I saw it on Twitter or Instagram. Um, there was a Czech Republic electrician that struck out Otani. 
Really? He was. He's a, He's an electrician. That's his gig. Yeah. But he's dabbling in baseball, and he's good enough to make the Czech Republic team. I know. He's got electric and he, stuff. And he's. <laughs> 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 that's a quality dad and joke. If you right that was a quality dad, dad like joke. Like that from Jason Lloyd. You get that on UCSS oh. Overtime, which comes oh. every day after the show for a buck ninety nine a month. You become a member of the show. That gets loyalty badges, customs, show. emojis, member only community posts for four ninety nine a month. You get that overtime video where Jason just unhinges after he pees. He pees before every overtime. Then Not everyone, but nah. I will today. He will today. That is the coach's tier. Less than five bucks a month, less than sixty bucks a year. It gets the overtime videos, member shoutouts, discount code to merch. You can text with Jason when he's not in the bathroom for select Cavs games and if much I can more. Find my also, phone. the free option: just hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We're trying to get to twenty-five thousand subscribers by our one-year anniversary on May 9th. If you could help us out, that is much appreciated. But let's talk a little football, guys. Let's get back to this. Hour and thirty. By the way, Donovan Mitchell out for tonight. Diamond out for tonight? Out for tonight, yeah. Serious okay. Garland, you better do something. Yeah. Hour and 37 minutes. Two football things we got to talk about. I'm dying over yeah. here. First, Jacoby Myers, first free agent wide receiver off the board this morning. 33 million, 21 guaranteed to the Vegas Raiders. That is now the tone setter for the free agency wide receiver market. Right. Do you think that helps or hurts the Browns in their pursuit of a veteran receiver? <laughs> In free agency, love it. I, I love. It. I don't want any of the free. Yeah, agents. I was yeah. going to say that. Yeah. There's, I mean, maybe Paris Campbell if you can get him in a decent right. number. I mean, I, I normally don't have that Ohio State bias to guys that just because they went there, right. I want him on the team. But I, he is a speed guy. I do yeah. think there's something I there. He's had a lot Kobe of injuries. Get more than that. I mean, he was pretty good last year. There's no free there no receivers market. that I look at and go, okay, no. that's the guy you got. There's go no get. guy no who's a sure thing at that position in free agency. That's why I just think their first pick in the draft is going to be received. I don't know. I still well, it could be Brandon now. Cooks. I wanted them to go defensive tackle before, but now maybe they've shored up that part of the defensive line to the point where you're, you could be right. And maybe that's why they decided you can come at this from three different angles, trade, free agency, draft. Yeah. Maybe they powwowed and said, it's best that we fill our needs on the defensive line through the or through the free agency because there's proven stars that are there that we can go get. Let's roll the dice on wide receiver in for in the draft, yeah. and maybe you try to get a safety or maybe another linebacker. And defensive tackles just take longer to develop. They so. do, which is why the draft isn't the right way to go, perhaps, for that position, yeah. particularly when you look at how poorly they've done with guys that they've drafted right. recently. But you know what? They haven't done well with wide receivers either. No, they haven't. Um, I mean, I know Peoples Jones was a hit was sixth. late. Yeah. But your two threes in Bell and Schwartz, right now, if I had to put them into a camp, they're in the bust camp. Yeah. Well, and, Schwartz, and, and Schwartz is 100%. Is more in the bust Bell, camp. I'm giving Bell, another year. Bell needs gonna, more time. Yeah. call Bell a bust. But again, Schwartz you, is, I mean, I, he should be cut. If, you, if you're looking at second round receivers versus third round receivers, I think there's a pretty significant difference between the two. George Pickens was the second round receiver. Yeah. David Bell was a third round receiver. I, I'm looking um, for, I, I think he's coming with a trade. The receiver's coming in the trade to me because um, I, I look at the wide receiver. If they get a, a, a minimal free agent, that guy could be a fourth almost a third type guy, great. But I think the trade is coming for a bona fide receiver that they could really build around and help. Who do you want? Listen, I need – I'll take – Brandon any, Cooks? I'll take Cooks. I, I still will take DeAndre Hopkins if, if it come down to it. Uh, I'm not I'm not opposed to that. Um, Hunter Renfro? Hunter Renfro I like. I like uh, Paris Campbell. 
I, I even like uh, McCole Hartman. I'll take him too because at least he, he. Well, those guys are free agents. So, Campbell but, and Hartman. but g- given the fact that you might, if, if they're giving this amount of money out, this little change right here, yeah, you can get Harden and Ren, uh, uh, McCole Hartman and Renfro for what? I mean, ten million combined. Ma- yeah, like you get hold. that. Hey, I like Hardman more than Renfro. I think there's even, the only thing that makes me nervous is because he didn't put up huge numbers with Kansas City, but like he feels like he's got upside. I feel like Renfro just kind of is what he is. Yeah. I, okay, I, I think Renfro is one of them dudes. I always wanted. I was always been trying to get me a Wes Welker. I need me one of those guys. Every white receiver is compared to West I Welker. need him and Cole Beasley. <laughs> Just go back well, to Brian Brennan. Yeah, like, people I, in Cleveland remember Brian oh, Brennan. Oh, listen. By the way, if he come to Cleveland, people will be telling you Hunter Renfro is the best receiver they got. Because Yeah, because, because they remember Brian Brennan. <laughs> he's, I, I tell you, G. Bush, he's the best receiver. He's always open. Um, no, he's really not always open. I like he catch the ball on third down, but I think that trade is coming. All right. Well, we'll, I hope so. I hope something's coming that way. By the way, real quick, we got some breaking news here. Uh, You see the Lamar Jackson tweet? I was just going to read that. Uh, You could read it. I'll get it in tag board here. All right. So, Lamar, so somebody, so apparently Adam Schefter said that this is, it's not, somebody, somebody's saying that Schefter said that Lamar turned down 200 million guaranteed. I don't know that Schefter said it, but somebody's tweeted that Schefter said that. I I don't know. I haven't. Seen Schefter say that. Yeah, but not necessarily today that he might have said it on TV. Oh. Anyway, so somebody tweeted that out, and then Lamar Jackson tweeted this. We'll get we'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's it. That's what that's and great. then Lamar Jackson said 133 for three years fully guaranteed, but I need an agent. Interesting. Now, so what does that, that mean? Well, that means that that was what he was offered. No, who, who got a hundred? Who got get one thirty three guaranteed? No, that that's must be what he was offered. I thought somebody yeah, else I'm, got that, and he was saying, "So I need an agent." This guy no, got that. I, I, the way I think I he's saying that, that was what he was offered. I agree yeah. with Jay. I think that, I, he yeah. said it weird, but I think that's what he was saying. I think that's what he's okay. saying. Which, by the way, if you do that on a per year, is forty five million. Right, but yes, but if you're Lamar, like I, I can understand him not wanting to sign a three year deal. They only offer him three. Yeah, although if it's well, all guaranteed, he, he'd probably make a lot of money after that if he listen, plays well. you know what? I, I think that might be the ballpark that he's looking in. Yesterday, Brad was asked this question, Jason. I'll pose it to you, okay? Isn't that how you read that? 133, three years fully guaranteed, but I need an agent? That, that to me, sounds like news is coming soon that he signed with the Ravens for $133 million over three years. Oh, you see, I thought you were saying what that I'm that's saying. what he turned down. No, I, I think I, I think he's saying this is all they offer me. I don't need an agent. This is this is so yeah, laughable. I, I'm with Bull. I think he yeah. was offered 133 for three, turned it down, but saying, look, I could do this on my own. That's what they already offered me. I want more. I don't know how to read that. I don't know how to read it because I kind of lean toward Jay. Yeah, to me, it sounds like he's boasting, saying, he for all you fools that said I need an agent, but I'm I, sitting I don't on an know. offer right now for three years, $45 million a year, I, I don't guaranteed. Know. If If – there's two ways to look at it. If he doesn't like that offer and he's putting that out there, that's not going to make the Ravens very happy. No, that's going to infuriate that the he's Ravens. negotiating publicly. Yeah, they, that's and that's why you do need an agent. If that's what they've agreed to. Now, the Yankees did that with Aaron Judge. They leaked what, what the number was, and it worked out. Still yep. got him back. But I would say that's almost the anomaly. Once you start out, negotiating publicly, it rarely ends well. I don't think it he worked cares out with Judge and the, the Yankees because he wanted to stay there. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know that. 
Lamar, Lamar wants to stay I, there. I, I th- I've said it before on the show. I think Lamar's played his last snap for Baltimore. I you just do? I, I, I just I kind of, he, Jason drugged me along. I said, yeah, I'm going to get in the car with you, bro, because uh, let's hope so. Bad. I would love it's to see him leave the division. Right if he leaves the division, I think Cleveland comes in next season as a clear-cut number two in the division. We need. Uh, listen, is that, I, is that hyperbole? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. I need. I Again, need until I see Deshaun Watson play well, I, I don't know that I can definitively say that. But I, I, I mean, I would. Yes, if you told me Lamar's not on the Ravens and I had to pick standings today, I would pick the Browns. I pick the Browns second. second. Yes. Yeah. Hey, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not above wishing bad things on other teams. It is what it is. <laughs> as long as it's not injury. I, look, what you mean? Ten and nine. Ten and nine. You, you, you felt the pain of that ACL. Ten, I don't want the ACL. I just want ten and <laughs> I just want to hear me. <laughs> they. They had me come off the ball. Like, no, no, no. Not how come off the bone. It's a half. <laughs> it's a half honey baked ham. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, I, I always bet. I've caught myself saying, right. I, that I've been thinking, I wish that player would get hurt. I don't and wish. Then I was like, no, man. I, I don't wish no concussions That's, or ACLs or Achilles heels. I'd have had those or neck and spinal cord injuries, but. There's a couple of things that are elbow brucitis. That's definitely if you got to get your wrist going the wrong direction. That's okay. Isn't that's it? fine. Okay. Hey, strain pec muscles. You don't do nothing up in here in any way. You need to be, listen. I'm all for that. I'm all for that smoke. Another you know? tweet from Lamar. People throw with a poop emoji at the wall and hope it stick. So I, I guess uh, he. I still don't know whether so I don't can know. Somebody tweet he at him. Say, like, I think he's saying I was never offered over 200 million guaranteed. Yeah, so that's a reference to Schefter. And he's not, he's, I think he's saying he was offered 130 guaranteed. He thinks that's a joke, whether he doesn't well, need an agent to know that's a joke. I can see why the Ravens would want to do that deal, and here's why. The, the question mark with Lamar is long-term sustainability. Right. And his next three years may be his last good three years. It more than likely. Yeah. With a player that relies on the skill set that he has, that starts to go away really quickly at 30. Would you do this deal? I I tell you, Lamar, if they give you three years, 150, roll out. Take it a roll out, bro. First of all, what's the difference? Three, I mean, three, one, fifty, three. Well, because three for one fifty means he's getting fifty million a year, but, w- which could put him. But as, three at one thirty-three is forty-five million a year. It, it, here's my question to these guys: At what point does that extra five million dollars a year buy anything for you? It's not it, he. It's not the five million a year. I think the. I think that money per year is probably what he'd be comfortable with. I think he wants a five, six-year deal. Okay, then then if that's Which the case, I wouldn't give him that's the case, personally, but I, wouldn't either. I don't blame him for wanting it. I, I wouldn't either, but if that's the case, say, okay, I'll take four for 150, and now you get that extra guaranteed year. You're getting a little bit more in the total package deal because it's all going to be guaranteed. Like, but the he's prob- caught up in the 230 that the Browns gave right. Watson. And even the and Kyler Murray is- deal. Kyler Murray, well, but that's, a lot of that wasn't guaranteed. He that, had 160 guaranteed. That's, that's still more than Lamar's guaranteed. That's, yeah, and right. Lamar's it, better it, than Kyler Murray. It's comparable. Yeah, if, you, if, right. you, if you could come out of there saying, oh, God, I got three years. I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to do the LeBron thing. I got three years. Yeah. If he plays well and they go far in those three years, or at least two out of three years, he's going to be able to come back up again and did get like $60 million Will for, he, though, at 30? If he plays well, he's like, it, I don't even think durable. he's that old. He's... No, he's 26 so right he, now. So he can hit the market again at 29 and, and be up again. And that, so that's the Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis got three big-time contracts. 
right? No one makes it to a third contract, especially if it's multiple years. I would aim for the three at 50, and then I want to go, I want to come back, and I want two at 60 after this. this Lamar season. just turned 26 a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, he young. So, yeah. well, when his next contract so he'd up, play he'll it, be. He'd play at 26, 27, 27 28. 28. Yeah, so this arguing, so, uh, like, if you're going to bet on yourself and go three, now you're 29. You're and, going into your age 29 season. And you gotta, you've got to stay healthy. you got to be healthy. Years. But they could, in theory, franchise him again at that point. Listen, if they offered you, I'm, don't look at it, Deshaun Watson, right? He's looking at it. Listen, if I was your agent, take that money right now. Actually, like, like Jay said, it, it might be the fact that you feel like you slide it because you feel like you're better than these other people, and I get it, right? I understand. But listen, man, what you going to do? 50, like if you get 150, you ain't got to buy. You ain't worried about nothing. That's generational. How much more can you buy with that? Multi-generation. Yeah, how much more you, you like, how, how much more shoes or purses yeah, there's, or houses can you buy with that? At the end of the day, that? there's very little that you can't buy with 45 million a year that you can buy right. with 50 million a year. Right. And the other thing, too, is we saw what Tom Brady did over the length of his career when he was never the highest paid player on his team. Mm-hmm. What that allowed his teams to do was bring in more talent around him. And I think that's what Joe Burrow is going to do in Cincinnati. I think Joe Burrow is a smart guy, <laughs> and he's in this for the long play. But the Bengals, the Bengals is hedging their back. They ain't going to do no work, Ms. Comp, though. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, that's a whole other issue. Y'all ain't none of that off because Joe might want 600. Yeah. And we're going to give him every penny that six. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I sometimes think that, you know, it does suck. Yeah. That, especially if the market for like, I, what would really kill me is the Kyler Murray deal. Yeah. Right. You know, like, come on, you 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 have to at least give me. But you know what, Arizona and the Browns just threw off the pay scale so badly. You know, the more I think about it, I think you're right. He's not taking three for one thirty three because the, the, all the talk at the combine was there is no negotiating going on. He's not coming off the number that was thrown around in Indianapolis was five for two fifty, and he's not coming off that fully guaranteed. And, and it's not even a negotiation. Oh, so, and I, I think I mentioned that on the show. I've I, 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 I never heard that number, Jason. Oh, that was, that's what was going around oh, in Indianapolis. Was five, five for 250? Five for 250. I mean, you, hamstring, you hamstring your club. And he's not. Good luck wherever he, he gets that he deal. You hamstring your club. But, but are the Browns hamstrung by Watson's contract? Well, the Browns would have been. They restructured. And what was his number supposed to be before the restructuring this year? 55. I know, Okay, but, so his fixed number would be 50 per. I know, but they could. Do the same gymnastics that other teams do. Avoidable you know. years onto the end. The same thing I mean, the Browns are doing. The now Chiefs Baltimore are not screwed. Patrick Mahomes is making that kind of money. I think that's. I, I don't think you have to take less money. Tom Brady wasn't. Uh, Tom Brady was still the highest paid Patriot. He. T- I don't know that he ever was. So, so at they, one point, he, I don't think. I think it was that he was never the highest paid quarterback. It's, I think it's, that's what it, it was. I don't know I, who else would have been paid higher than him in New England. Yeah, I mean, the quarterbacks get paid the most. Yeah, he definitely I was think never the, the stat highest paid that always went around was that he was never the highest paid quarterback. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, could you give? I'm trying to think of it. Like, could I? You go back a couple years. Could I give Michael Vick five for two fifty? He's way better than Michael Vick. Though. But but what I'm saying is 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 the the running the running it's aspect. Just, it's just yeah. it's hard to sustain that five years five from years now doing that. Five. I mean, let's face it, Man. the style of football he plays, he's one hit away from never being the same guy again. Ask RG three. RG three. Yeah. And I just don't know that you can. You're betting on a, a dragster. 
instead of a Grand Prix style. I hear you, car. but he's not. A lot of quarterbacks run. Josh Allen runs a ton hey, too. Josh hey, Allen's listen, built differently. He's, he's a tank. Uh, he's a big, Mark. strong That's guy. Fair. He hits most tacklers. I changed <laughs> the way I looked at these quarterbacks and injuries when Andrew Luck woke up one day and said, "I can't do it no more." And Andrew Luck was a built like a thoroughbred. He's six five, two forty. The he's dude, a big dude, huge dude. He said, "I just my body hurt. I can't do it no more." When Megatron retired. Megatron would talk about what he had to do just to be able to get back Harry out Sanders to play. Retired young, they right? said, I can't do it no more. Somebody said, you got any snaps up in you? No, I don't. Don't touch me. I don't want nobody touching me. I'm suing you. I'm like, I'm suing you. Don't push me. Don't look at me too hard. That stuff is hard on your body, man. It's just rough. Man. And that style is, I mean, it's really, really tough to sustain. Damn, and we've it. seen that play itself out over the last couple of years. Five or two, He's missed 15. more games the last couple of years than he did early in his career. I don't know, man. It's a risky play. I understand that he feels that he's worth more. But if the market says he's not, he's not. Well, and, it's, not a free, it's not really an open market. Well, it could be. If someone was willing to pay it, and it would be. And that's actually where a good agent can, like, sit a guy down and have an honest conversation about reality of where things are now maybe player didn't want to listen to him right but a good agent won't just be a mouthpiece and tell you what you want to hear right he's going to tell you look here's what the market is he's going to tell you like trevor bowers agent sat him down and said the well's dry here yeah you've got one play japan Japan. yeah and maybe trevor without an agent never comes to that i don't know it's 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 very difficult i feel badly for lamar i do um as a browns fan I, i hope he works his way out of the division and ends up somewhere else next year I'm fascinated but, to see how this how this ends. It's the drama of the offseason, isn't it? Have we that ever, and Aaron Rodgers? Have we ever had a story like this in the NFL with Lamar and the Ravens? I don't recall one. You mean like a this contentious this, situation? This, this contentious at this position well, with, with this public, money it's with well, the public uh, tweeting too, like to your point, if their offer was three for one thirty three, yeah. The Ravens now are gonna walk away from this. I don't think they want him in their organization if he's going to go that way. Well, route. you still have to be a smart businessman, and if he does get an offer from another team that you would, are willing to match, you still match it, I, th- I think. I don't, but I, I don't know. I just feel – it feels like this – when I left Indianapolis, it felt like this has turned very, very personal wow. in Baltimore, and I don't think he plays another snap there. I don't know how it ends. I think but the Ravens think are done. a five, six-win team next year without him. What you got, McNuggets? We will see. I got the race report for Callie Grayson, yeah, by the way. Okay. Shout out to Earl for coming up with this. In Phoenix, A.J. Allmendinger started 22nd. He finished 20th, so he did move up the rankings a bit. Justin Haley started 26th. He finished 27th. Neither led a lap, and William Bryan won the race at the end of the day. So Very a solid good. showing from Callie Grayson and her guys. But What's next no for, for the crew? Do we know where they go from Phoenix? A circular track. That's oh, it is for sure next. a circular they're, track? They're, no, but they're well, going to hit the gas pedal and they're going to turn left and right and well, they're going to drive it could around. Be, it could be a, a road style course. It right, could Earl? be anywhere, but they're going to drive. I don't know on that. But I do got one more question before <laughs> Earl, Earl knows. Hold on. They're going to drive. Atlanta next Atlanta. Sunday, so that's 3 p.m. A, that's a super speedway, right? Atlanta, yeah. That's yeah, it's a, a circular one. track. Don't doubt my NASCAR knowledge, Jay. <laughs> one, last, one last question for you guys NASCAR here. NASCAR knowledge is deep. On the Browns free agency here. It is day two. We talked about some receivers. We all talked about defensive tackles, how they want to shore up that line. Safety, though, with Jesse Bates gone, got $16 million. We all agreed probably a little too pricey. How would you feel about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson being still in play for the Browns no, on day two here? he's going to make $12 million. The Browns can't spend double-digit millions on a safety. It doesn't make any sense. I don't see how they do it. 
And by the way, if I'm going to spend $12 million on Chauncey, whatever the hell his name is, I'll go spend $16 million on Jesse Bates, who's a, one of the best safeties in the league. So if, if I, I'm going to pay him 12 I'll just keep John Johnson for 12 I mean, I, the, the Browns need to shop in the bargain bin for safety. No, no, no. The Browns need to use somebody they already got at safety. Or whatever. Or, 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 the or draft bin. one. I'm not spending $12 yeah, I, million. I mean, dollars. I, I, no, I mean I, you knew we was bad. When your your safeties Delpit and John Johnson were your leading tacklers by far, that just told you how garbage everybody got into that last level. How the free safety and the strong safety? Come on, no, 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 no. Yeah, we're gonna get a guy back. D'Anthony Bell can play back there. Um, whatever they're gonna do back there. Uh, yeah, but I'm looking for a linebacker to come off the board here. I, I want to see a linebacker or another defensive tackle. Um, and then we can work. We work back way to receiver. Are you guys surprised at the lack of news today? Uh, this is worse than yesterday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. See, see these. there's a couple dominoes that have to fall. You got to get the quarterback market ready to go. Well, it got busy yesterday afternoon and no, last it did, night. But I, I'm talking but about today again. Like, it's been quiet. It's cricket. Cricket. There's one guy we have missed. We didn't talk about Eric Kendricks going to the Chargers for four million. That was a guy who when he was released. Yeah, by the I would have liked that. I would have liked that. I thought would be a good fit. And for four how million, how much he get? Four million. million. These rest of these guys ain't getting no money. <laughs> like this is like a baseball all season. Sometimes in baseball, people be paying all kind of money. And I don't know why, but then sometimes well, they're like, mm, no one's getting money this year. We've talked on this show before, and I've talked to GMs about this. I know you have, Jay. Where a lot of the a lot of the mentality is, you win in the NFL three ways. You have to have a quarterback. You have to have someone that gets after quarterbacks, and you have to have someone that protects quarterbacks. It's it's a quarterback centric league. It just makes sense. A lot of the movement that we saw yesterday were guys that get after quarterbacks and yeah. guys that protect quarterbacks. And that's how teams and, – and it's funny because at, I think it's easier to have success when you make moves via trade than when you draft because the draft is such a mystery. Yeah. And I think we're seeing teams starting to address their real hardcore needs in free agency – Instead of the draft, because although, it's instant help. Although the truth is, a, a ton of free agent signings end up being bad moves for the teams. Well, that may be the case, but yeah. what I'm saying is, like, if you look at the moves that were made yesterday. Yeah, a lot of DNs. A lot of defensive and ends. And tackles. And, and tackles. Yeah. By the way, quick basketball note. The, uh, according to Sham Sharanya, the NBA is considering a change where you would have to play a minimum amount of game, a, ma- uh, a certain amount of games to qualify for an award. I told you that they should have been end, doing. That yeah. could end this guy sitting random game. I told you, and, and they should extend that to first team, second team, and what all team, third be? team, all I NBA didn't say. No, I know, but let's let's pick one in our head because I've got 70, as a, but that would still allow guys to sit I was thinking 75, games. but that's, Ooh, that's, that's a lot. lot. No, no, one, no one plays 75. Nobody I, I, I want you to play 85% of your games. Yeah, which would probably be 70. 
I, I, I think it's going to be a little lower than 70. I would say 65 Why? or 70. Why? They, they're trying to fix because, a problem but, here. Well, but 65 but, won't solve the problem. But you have to guys. take into account injuries, too. Like, guys, that's that's hey, get yeah. hurt. hey, you got hurt. You, you, you play no games. But, if, I mean, if you miss two weeks, right there is one, two, three, six games. If you six, have a, seven games. Yeah, if you have a hamstring Suck or Suck it up. Like, the guys oh, used to play 82 games. Well, well then guess what? You better not have no maintenance days then. You ain't got no maintenance days. Yeah. And you and I want the minutes restricted. A, a game doesn't count that you go in and get a layup. The game is you need to be playing well, average the twenty five minutes. That's so, the other thing. That's the way guys get contract bonuses at the end or whatever. Uh, you just you sub out right away. I've seen that before. Tristan Thompson did that it, it, to keep nope. a consecutive game streak going. You go out on the court and then you foul right away. And, the, and there's no, your game. We're not doing that. You got to play twenty five. So now minutes. you got to put him. Now you got to put him minutes, minutes. Yeah. So twenty minutes, minutes on the twenty games. minutes played constitutes a game played. If you if you went for eighty five percent of the games, you'd have to play seventy games. Right, Mike. And what I think are we doing overtime? We're gonna do some more viewer questions. More viewer questions. After IP. And find your. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.